0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. After over 30 years, Grammy winning artist when Sandy Patty celebrates God's faithfulness with a final nationwide tour.
1: And so I didn't want to call the tour um, farewell <sighs> or goodbye. And as we begin to talk about it and thinking of all the things that I have been so thankful for and especially the people who've come alongside all these years, it it just became really obvious to call it forever grateful. Mm.
2: to life today we are so excited to have you because we have someone special sheila introduce your good friend i am so
3: excited
4: (laughs) you know i mean i get to interview so many amazing people but very rarely do i get to introduce somebody who is like one of my closest friends in the world Um, we've been friends for over 30 years Mm -hmm. we know each other's stuff and so we're both safe, because we've both got stuff on each other. <laughs> Please, would you welcome the most awarded female Christian vocalist in time, Sandy Patty? <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>! Hi, Sandy <everybody.
1: laughs>
3: Oh, it's so great. So great to be here. Uh, hey,
2: hey, now, you, you've known each other a long, we won't go over the how long it's been. Over 30 years. Over 30 years, How did yeah. you
4: meet? Can I tell you, you know, the funny thing, when I first came as a contemporary Christian artist, mm-hmm. I was a little, they thought I didn't look very Christian. I well, had, she had purple hair. I'm just saying that. <laughs> she had purple There's hair. There's nothing in the Bible about that. <laughs> There's not. So I had short, <laughs> spiky hair, and they couldn't work mm-hmm. out how to introduce me at Estes Park, this Christian artist seminar, and let people think I maybe loved God. The only thing they came <laughs> up with was they said, let's get, if Sandy Paddy will introduce her, people will believe she's a Christian. <laughs> wow. And that was what happened, do you remember and that?
1: We, and I I always loved so much, Sheila's, you still are, just such a professional, attention to detail. You, uh, you just did these things with lights, and I thought, oh man, that's so cool. But we got to have lunch, and there there just was this common denominator in our hearts. And you know, that was before Anna was born. I so that's thirty two years. So I think oh, wow. we're like going on thirty five. Wow. You're my old oh, you might Dearest, sorry,
4: say all this. (laughs) Nobody missed it, nobody missed it. I'm actually five days older than Sandy and she rubs it in every year. Every year. No grace there, none, none, none. None. whatsoever. (laughs) But the tour that you're on at the moment, um, I love the title, Mm -hmm. Um, Forever Grateful. Mm -hmm. Unpack that a little, why why did you choose that? You know, I
1: have been traveling for a long time. I really am kind of a reluctant artist because I, I wanted to teach school. And, but I sang with my family. My mom and dad are both wonderful musicians. So I, music was something I grew up with. My dad was a minister of music. Um, and when I got to college, I studied music, but Bill and Gloria Gaither were alums of that university and called one day and heard me sing. and hey, we're looking for a backup singer to come travel with us. Would you be interested? And I said, wow, let me pray about it. Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and I, I was just an amazing four or five years with them. But to the point where I had to kind of make a decision, is this what I'm going to do or am I going to go back to teaching? And it just felt like God was opening those doors. And so I just said, I just want to do my very best to honor you as I walk through these doors. But reluctantly so, I kind of did that because I was a shy kid and words were hard for me. Mm. But when I would hear a song, I would think that's how I feel. So I really learned music so that I could talk. So music has always been my voice. And so I find myself now 35, 40 years later in a season um, and anticipating what is to come. And a couple of reasons that this tour exists. One is, according to the Metropolitan Opera world, a woman's vocal prime is between the ages of 45 and 60. Mm. So clearly, Sheila and I, we are there at 60. It is.
4: We're on the way down, (laughs) fast.
1: (laughs) It is what it is. And I just want to be mindful of the art form. But that doesn't mean I won't still have something to say. But then also we have grandkids, our kids are grown. So it's a new season. And I look back on the years and there's so many things for which I'm thankful. And I can even almost say 100% that I'm thankful even for the hard times now mm-hmm. as I look back because they have shaped who I am as a woman of God. And so I didn't want to call the tour um, farewell mm. or goodbye. And as we began to talk about it and thinking of all the things that I have been so thankful for, and especially the people who have come alongside all these years, it, it just became really
4: obvious to call it forever grateful.
2: Mm. Great title.
4: You know, one of the things that I've always noticed about you, and you, you've done it for as long as I've known you, you are always mindful of the people around mm. you. You're the only person that ever stood on the Women of Faith stage and said, could you please help us thank the camera guys, the crew, the mm. people who are doing. You've, you've always been very intentional about recognizing, I don't do this alone. Yeah.
1: You know, I, it, I really do feel that very deeply. But I think part of it, came from an understanding when I traveled with my family. My two younger brothers and I, we had to set up yeah. all the stuff every I mean. night. We brought cinder blocks and set up a stage and snapped a little curtain around and and you know, set, plugged in the stuff. Mm. And you know what? That's just it's hard, hard work. work? Yeah. And I, I'm glad my parents, you know, made us kind of do that because it
4: is, we are a village and we just need everybody. I want to revisit one thing. You said that you were a reluctant artist because you really wanted to be a teacher. Now, I know we're 60, but we're just getting going, girl. Yes, ma'am. So if the music thing is being put aside, does that mean the teaching thing might potentially come to the forefront now? I couldn't have any bigger
1: prayer than wow. that. Um, I would love to I just to speak into the generation coming behind um, to encourage one another as we're all in the same season of life. It's funny, Sheila, uh, because I feel like 25 years ago, I had a lot more people listening to what I had to say, but I honestly, I didn't feel like I had anything to say. Hmm. And now I think maybe less people are listening, but I feel like for the first time in my life, that I have something to say and so I'm excited about what that next season looks like whether it's in a church setting or an academic setting I would love to finally check off that list teacher
2: (laughs) what 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 do you want to say
1: you know what I'd like to uh really speak about what worship is Mm. Um, I am learning first in my own life so much that worship is so much more about who we are than it ever is about music. Worship is how we step into our day every single moment of the day. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable God. This. This is your spiritual act of worship. Um, There are, you know, so many words that speak of worship throughout God's word, but only two really have to do with actual music. The rest are our body posture, our heart posture, our mind posture. And I think that sometimes we want to short circuit the system and go right to music when really it is who we are that we bring to those short, some very small settings of music Mm. and so I just I would love to explore that with generations and 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 just to bring an understanding of what worship really
4: is. Well you heard it here people there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be recruiting Sandy so if you would (laughs) love to have her to be part of what you're doing I mean what a gift that would be because I just think the the wisdom um, of the years, but also your understanding of what worship really is. Mm. You and I have had long conversations um, Mm -hmm. about how easy it is to stand on a platform and talk about the love of God. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes not fully grasp it yourself.
1: Yeah.
4: And I'm just wondering, is that, I think that's the richness that's coming out of you in this season of life, Mm -hmm. that you're actually starting to believe for you what you've believed for everybody else.
1: You are so right. I, you know how we've sung Jesus loves me forever. And I've told a lot of people, you know what? God takes you just like you are. You know, he made you just like you are. But somehow I, in my mind, it was always except for you. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, I was kind of sequestered to the island of misfit toys. And then I began to understand, well, you know what? I think he does forgive me. Mm maybe he's not gonna use me anymore, but like he's so crazy about me and I'm beautiful in his eyes. Yeah. My daughter-in-law, she has the most fabulous, long, gorgeous legs and just one day I'd want them, <laughs> but I'm okay with who I am. <laughs> I do it just like one day, like I'm hot.
4: Yes you are, <laughs> yes. Your husband tells me that regularly, <laughs> yes.
1: But you know what, that has been a journey. I know for all of us I think. And I don't you know it's not even about weight or height or anything because I know women who we look at sometimes and think they're got it all they still struggle with yeah. who they are in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful to be at this season where I I would be my friend. Oh. You know I I so I, that's okay. Mm. I like being here.
2: Yeah, we've thought of you as our friend for many, many years. Even listening to you, but not really knowing you. It's it's interesting because we feel like we feel like we know you a little bit um, through your music. And you know, I think a lot of people watching are thinking, would you let her sing?
5: Yeah, would you <laughs> shut up and let her <laughs> sing.
1: Would you
2: Would you please sing for us?
1: I would be honored to.
3: When it's time to tell your story. When it's time to turn the page. How we wonder. The day was still so young, only to pull back the curtain, finding songs there still unsung. It was at midnight when the shadows hid me. It was the morning. find the words that might repay I would tell you every single day you've been so faithful and I'm for
4: just sing. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know what things I've noticed about audiences? Because I do it myself. When you're singing, we all go kind of like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like we lean in because because we believe you, you know, Mm. it's such a gift, Sandy. And you know, one of my favorite things when we did our um, final tour for Women of Faith the last year. It wasn't just you, you brought the gang. My you God. have a ridiculously like, talented <laughs> family. The first time that we heard mm. that Sandy's husband was going to go up on stage and sing a duet with, we thought, oh, bless his heart. <laughs> 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 and then we heard them and we were like, oh my gosh. But it's not just Don. it's, I mean, all your kids and are the amazing. Kids.
1: So we have eight kids between us and it's always been kind of a dream to, sing with them but we never really wanted to push them to that and it's been so cool this year for this forever grateful tour to have don who's our tour pastor as well to have the kids not only on stage but then donnie's our road manager molly's our business manager it's just the sweetest thing um,
4: and it is very very special you know one of the things that i've loved watching about you is how you have very carefully and intentionally worked on being a blended Hmm. family. Hmm. If somebody's watching, or maybe even their audience, and they're kind of at the beginning of that journey, do you have any wisdom you would throw their way? You know, I do have some wisdom, and it's not what we did right. (laughs) (laughs) It it really
1: comes from all the things that we got wrong. Um, And Don and I are excited, I think, in this next season, to maybe just really empower blended families. Um, There's not a lot of literature out there. And so there are beginning to be some conferences and we're excited to get to be part of that. But the first thing, there's two things. The first thing is every blended family is born out of loss. Hmm. That's not good, that's not bad, it just is. But I think you really have to acknowledge that. Can be the loss of a spouse, the loss because of divorce. A lot of times kids will lose where they are in the birth order. It might be the loss of the home you're used to, um, a school that, you know, there's just, and I think acknowledging that it doesn't make it good or bad, but I think we got to start there. And then the second thing is that really as the adults, you're the only one who've chosen it. So really nurture that relationship. We often said to the kids when they were little, you don't have to like each other, but you do have to respect each other. And it's really interesting to me because they are closer now, and you've seen oh, that. Oh gosh, yeah. They are closer as, as siblings than honestly I've ever seen siblings. They really have each other's back. Um, but those are two places to begin. And you know, then there are so many things like do you have the conversations? Are they step kids? Are they bonus kids? Are they what's the name that's gonna work for your family? Honoring the other parents. In um, you know, they may not live with you every day, but they're part of your kids' lives. Just so many things that if we can just begin and have a conversation, I think it can empower a lot of blended families.
2: I can tell that she's got a lot to share. Oh and a lot gosh. more ahead of her.
4: Oh, my gosh.
2: And, and just sharing a lot of wisdom. But let us hang on to the music for just a little bit longer. <laughs> I want to revisit this real quick before, we can, uh, before we're done. The new CD, Yeah. tell me a little bit about the songs on here and some of the background here.
1: You know, some of the songs, I've not been a songwriter, really. I think it's because where that place in my head, I've been raising eight kids. But this is the first project. I've written about half of the songs with people like Michael W. Smith and Nicole Nordeman, and um, that just has brought me a lot of joy. but there's two songs on here one is an old song that Stephen Curtis Chapman wrote and I sang it early on in my career love will be our home well I have my family singing oh, on this wow. CD with me and it is just it's bucket list kind of stuff um, it really it's a special project for me because I really feel like my heart is so in the words and in the arrangements and in the story of what happens on this project.
2: I want to give you forever grateful. And I want you to do something for us in return. We have an opportunity right now to bless a lot of people and you can be a big part of it. Will you watch something real quick and then I want you to prayerfully consider how you can participate with us to save lives. Watch this.
5: We all know what it's like to be hot and thirsty, dry mouth, dry throat, whatever it is. And then to know that feeling of going to a refrigerator and getting good, clean, cold water. Now, just think about how desperate you would have to be to come to a hole like this and say, yes, I'm going to try to drink that to make me feel better. But yet, this is their life every day just trying to survive drinking this type of water. Now, what do you see here? You see a cup of dirty water. That's what I see, just dirty water. But what should really alarm us is what we can't see. What we cannot see is the germs and the disease that's contained in this one cup of water. We have heard testimonies from mothers who have lost five children from drinking just polluted, filthy, disease-infested water. One lady cried out and said she doesn't know of a mother who hasn't lost a child to this filthy water. They have no other choice. They have no choice than to drink this germ-infested water. We have a choice, and we can drill a well in this very village. We can drill down and bring clean, beautiful water that will bring life to this village we can stop this disease, we can stop the deaths, we can stop the burials, we can stop the tears and bring beautiful, clean water to this village who desperately need a touch of God's love.
2: That shot of all the women holding up their hands, one, two, three, four, that was the number of children they had lost due to the dirty water. Sheila, can you imagine holding up your hand to show how many of your children you had lost to polluted water?
4: You know, and it's a tragic situation. But it's not a hopeless situation. And that's the difference. And that's why we, as the body of Christ, are on this earth. To bring hope to the hopeless, help to those who cannot help themselves. You know, as Ralph said, I mean, there's not a mother in that village who hasn't lost a child. I can't imagine. And not because of, you know, some tragedy like cancer. Something so fixable. We can do this. I have seen the difference it makes when we're able to put, when we put a well in a village, do you know that that one well will last for 70 years? It will provide clean water for the whole family, for their life. I mean, these are children for whom Christ died. They're not people in Africa. They're our brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you the number of women who said to me, please, will you ask not will you ask people in America to give us stuff, they said, will you ask them to pray for us? Mm-hmm. And I said, I promise you, I promise you we'll pray, but we're gonna do more than that. We are gonna be the answer to your prayer. We can put, um, our goal is 188 wells in African villages. The need is great, but Randy, it's so doable.
2: It is, $4,800 is the average cost of a well. Uh, it varies according to the to the depth and the difficulty of, of drilling a well. But that means that it'll serve an average of 1,000 people in a village in the remote areas. So $48, we say, will give clean water to 10 people for a lifetime on average. $48, $144 for 30 people. Um, Of course, $4,800 for a well. Look, the, the need is huge but it's doable. We have proven over and over that we can meet needs in areas with desperate need. Let me tell you, we've got some areas with some desperate need right now. So what we need you to do is partner with us. Go to the phone, go online, give the best gift you can and know that when you do, you will be saving lives. You will be reducing that awful number of the woman holding up her hand. We can intervene, we can save lives. Sheila, how critical is it right now that that people act?
4: The the deal is we can all do something. I mean, if you're watching this and you're 14, you can give us some of your allowance, you can Mm -hmm. do something. Some of you could do a whole well, but if we all do what we can do, then the work of Christ will be done.
2: Absolutely, go to the phones right now, go online, give the best gift you can as we take water as we take life, as we take the gospel of Jesus Christ in action to people
0: in Africa right now. Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. Our teams have recently located remote villages in Southern Africa where children are dying from contaminated, disease-ridden water. The situation is desperate. They need clean, disease-free water immediately. With your gift today, you can help drill 188 water wells in remote villages across seven African nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15 people, and $144 will help provide fresh, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you Sheila Walsh's devotional, Five Minutes with Jesus, a fresh infusion of joy to help you find perspective in the midst of daily life and experience a deeper connection with God. With your gift of $100 or more, you'll also receive our No Greater Name Canvas, a beautiful artistic expression of our Savior's name and a daily reminder of His presence in your life. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our beautiful new hand-painted Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. Please call, write or make your gift online today.
5: This little child is probably between two and three years old, maybe four. But you know, he may not make it past five,
1: four or five, if he doesn't have the water that he needs. He has water, but it's contaminated. But you know, we have to give them a choice. They don't have a choice right now. Because they don't have that choice, their bodies are being contaminated with this bad water and their families are dying. Our missionaries have been there and seen them in the hospitals. They're there because they haven't had Good water. They've had contaminating water and it's waterborne diseases that will kill them if we don't reach out and help them in time. Please help us do that. Give these children a chance in life. Thank you so
4: much and God will bless you richly.
2: I hope you are going to the phones, go online right now, and, and get this. You want you want this one?
4: Oh, yeah, oh, trust me, I had it the minute it came out. <laughs> um, phenomenal CD, and also, just to hear Sandy's kids on it, it's, it's just wonderful for any gift that we will send this to you, and I know you want to help. And Sandy, what a joy. Would you please help me thank the amazing Sandy Peck.
2: Thank you guys, Thank you so much so for much. being here. So much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for being with us. Do go to the phones, go online right now, and join us every day for life today.
0: In his new book, Living Amazed, James Robinson shares how divine encounters can change your life. Living Amazed, coming soon to online and retail bookstores. Exploring near-death experiences, next week. All across the globe, they don't describe the God of their culture, they describe the God of the Bible